0: Podcasting from Singapore and broadcasting all around the world. You're listening to the Ignite EdTech Podcast with Craig Kemp, created by an educator for educators and streaming to the world. Now, over to your host, Craig Kemp. Hello and welcome to 2022, episode 77 of the Ignite EdTech Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Kemp, and I'm thrilled to have you join us. As most of you know, I continue to work with the incredibly talented Mark Quinn to improve the final audio quality of this podcast. He has his own podcast production studio that provides editing and mastering services to content creators. To connect with Mark, please see the details in the podcast notes below. This is the first episode for 2022. I'm back, refreshed, and ready to share learning again in 2022. Thank you again for your ongoing support and positive feedback about the Ignite EdTech podcast, and for the thousands of you that listened to existing episodes over the past six weeks while we've been away from sharing new episodes. I'm thrilled to be a voice to support many of you in your growth and development in the EdTech space. 2022 is bringing many new opportunities and a few exciting changes and developments but let's get back into it. I wanted to start 2022 by asking you about your goals and ambitions for the year ahead. What do you want to achieve in your professional career? Write it down or share it out on social media and tag us in. When we record these things publicly or share them with our colleagues, they become actionable. So what will it be for you? Please share with us via our Ignite EdTech social streams. I look forward to hearing your responses soon. This week, I wanted to update you on the developments of EduSpark.world. Throughout December and January, we've been working behind the scenes hard to add more value to the platform, and this isn't going to change anytime soon. We're becoming the go to location for thousands of educators from all over the world, with more than 10 large international schools from six different countries enrolled and learning in this space already. We have more than 50 courses live across more than 12 learning areas including Literacy, Numeracy, EdTech and Innovation, DEIJ, Wellbeing, Leadership and so much more. We also have personalized features now that support schools in building their own courses and requirements for their staff, new data insights and we're about to launch our very own internal live video platform for synchronous learning. We can't wait to have you join us and thousands of educators globally in revolutionizing professional learning for educators. See the link in the podcast notes below for a special free month of all access to eduspark.world. Don't miss out. This week, I wanted to talk about 2022 and what there is to look forward to. In a world of constant change, frustration, and lockdowns, I think 2022 can provide us with an opportunity to look beyond the pandemic and start to look within ourselves. A critical component of this for me is that 2022 should be the year of me, a year of self-reflection and development, a year of learning, and a year of better work-life balance. I've seen too many friends and members of my PLN leave the profession and it needs to stop. Schools need to better recognize well-being and provide teachers with more time, not necessarily more pay, although I'm sure my teacher friends wouldn't complain, but the priority is on time and to be a better educator or leader to develop. Already in the first weeks of 2022, we've been inundated with conversations with schools about rolling out EduSpark because teachers need access to high-quality learning resources that make an impact to them. EduSpark is becoming that access space for teachers to get high quality learning resources and opportunities to develop themselves. And schools are starting to be better at giving teachers more time. There are so many exciting developments here that we can support schools in achieving. So I'll continue to share this so your school can take advantage of some of these forward thinking learning environments that we're working with. In the last episode of 2021, I asked you to share your one word for 2022, and I want you to reflect on this and dive a little bit deeper. I want you to ask yourself, what do I want to contribute, and what matters most to me? It's about making a difference to yourself and to those around you, so get thinking. And please share. I'd love to hear from you to learn more about your goals and aspirations in 2022. <coughs> every week, I bring you a short interview with some of my Edu Heroes an engaging learning experience with someone who makes a difference in education every day, with a particular focus or angle towards educational technology. This week, I had the pleasure of chatting with Fons Mendoza. Let's have a listen to the chat. Today, I have the honor of speaking with Fons Mendoza, who you may know is at TechTeacher1381 on Twitter. Fons and I have been connected for a while now, and I'm constantly inspired by the work he does, and of course, his podcast, My EdTech Life. Fons is a passionate educator based in Texas, USA. He's an instructional technologist and Google innovator with 15 years' experience in education. Fons has a master's in educational technology and his podcast My EdTech Life is loved by thousands of listeners globally and is inspiring insight into the life of teachers all around the world. Fons it's a pleasure to have you on the show today. Are you ready to talk about education and technology integration?
1: Oh, I definitely am, Craig. Thank you so much for the invitation.
0: You're so welcome, mate. Eh? Let's go for it. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about your current role and what inspires you to do what you do?
1: Of course. Well, currently I am serving as an instructional technologist for a school district here in South Texas. And when I mean South Texas, I mean South of San Antonio. Uh, if many people may have a feel of Texas, there's usually the big cities are Austin, San Antonio that are four hours North of where I live. So there is still some Texas South of San Antonio, and I live in an area that is right alongside the border of Mexico, so we have a huge uh, Spanish-speaking demographic, although now we're seeing various languages such as uh, Japanese, Korean, uh, German, and we're getting a great mix of people, and I love seeing that growth. Uh, So I serve a district of 14 schools, K through 12, and I, up until this Five months ago, I was the only instructional technologist to serve 14 campuses, but now I have a colleague that has come right alongside me, and it just makes things a lot better, and obviously for better reach of teachers as well. Yeah,
0: that's crazy, uh, the amount of stuff that you're doing and the impact that you're having in, in such a busy role. Congratulations. It's really cool to hear that. And Your role as an instructional technologist is something that many listeners on this podcast aspire to do. Tell us a little bit about the highs and lows of the job and talk us through a day in your role and the impact that you make.
1: Sure. So highs and lows, oh, there are many. It's like a constant ebb and flow of things that happen each and every single day. Um, And I'll be honest with you, I'm going to be very transparent. As I transitioned into this role from being in the classroom for 11 years, I came in with the mentality of like, yes, I'm going to go in here and I'm going to have not so much power, but access to be able to reach out to so many people, so many more people in our district, so many more kids. However, it wasn't all it wasn't the case at the very beginning. really it it just seems like because of the culture that was established within our district, a lot of teachers didn't pay any attention to any of the tech. They didn't want anything to do with it. It was just copy, 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 paper, paper, paper and so on while in my class, you know, the last four years that I was in the classroom, I was bringing out Chromebooks and using those without having very little little knowledge. But I was the one teacher that had them checked out for the whole year and just started using them and was able to see what my students were able to do. So here I am coming out fresh at the classroom and saying, yes, I'm gonna be able to make a huge impact. And it definitely has taken a toll on me as that it's been a longer process. However, we need to understand that if you want to be into in this role, it's all about connections. It's all about relationships. And so what I did is I started taking some of those things that I would do with my students in the relationship building and, you know, transferring over into this current role. So once teachers started to know me, they felt more comfortable. They saw that I wasn't the enemy because I don't know how it works, uh, maybe in other school districts and maybe even, uh, you know, across where you're at. But when you say that you work for central office, you are seen as the enemy. It's like you have gone to the dark side even though your role has nothing to do with curriculum in the sense of aligning the curriculum you're there for support they see you as the enemy and already they feel like you know just uh, very hesitant to open up or to trust because they feel like you're you're there to get it's an I gotcha moment and like I'm gonna go tell that you're not doing what you need to do but that's not the case you know so it's taken a while to build those relationships and like I said it's been a little longer than expected. However, throughout the process, it's been a wonderful learning process. And I'm not going to lie, you know, all those things that do happen, not, not the so great days, you know, are uh, opportunities to learn and see w- what you can do different and reflect. So pretty much that's kind of been these last five years that I've been able to serve my district in that aspect. And now these last three years, I've been doing more of a community outreach and working with parents now and drawing them into the district and uh, because I feel that parents are definitely a very important role in uh, in in education and they are pretty much on the first line of defense in that sense of you know uh, you're you're at home you get to see your your child for those couple of extra hours they come in we reinforce you know, the education, but we really want that commitment from parents too as well. And we want them to feel welcome. We want them to know that we value their input and that we that we will continue to grow and do what we can to not only help their children out, but also to make an impact in the community around us. So I highly encourage you, if you do want to go into a coaching role, if you want to do uh, be an instructional technologist, relationships first. Always build that rapport, go in there and really don't try to change people right away. Oftentimes people are set in their ways, but just help them by sprinkling on a little bit of extra seasoning to what they already do great and let them adjust the flavors accordingly. And you'll see that after a while, once they start tasting what they're cooking up and the students start really digging that dish, they're going to be eating it up and they're going to ask you for some more recipes of that ed tech goodness. So yeah, that's the best advice that I can give you.
0: Yeah. I, I love that Fonz. I love that analogy as well around cooking and food. Uh, I think it resonates really well with me The I, I talk a lot uh, and the work I do with schools and I do a lot of work with schools all over the world. And you know, the reality is that it's the same wherever you are. Schools are schools and they each have their own unique aspects, but it always comes down to, for me, what you alluded to, which is that culture eats strategy for breakfast. You know, the whole concept of making change and developing is building rapport and building culture, and I think uh, that's something that you nail. And it's awesome to hear uh, that in that context as well. And and I absolutely 100% agree with your advice to anyone moving into this role. It's all about relationships. It's all about building culture. Uh, so thanks for sharing that. I appreciate it. Let's jump into to talking about your podcast. Uh, it's incredible. Tell us a little bit about it. Tell us about your journey and why you continue to share this to the world.
1: Of course, this is something that I am extremely passionate about. And you can only say that it, it is my passion project. It's This is this is me, this is who I am. This is where people get to hear my voice and and you know, and the interests that I have, but it it allows me to meet so many wonderful people and to connect with people. And so the podcast started on April 10th of 2020. Of course, we had already shut down uh, as of March 13th here in Texas, and then I said, you know what? Let let me just bring teachers on, see what they're doing, see what they're sharing, and and to help people in this transition to help other teachers that had no clue how to transition from brick and mortar to virtual and just to kind of help them out. And so that was the intent. But then the more that I brought people on, I said, you know, this is perfect. There's so many educators that are out there that I follow that are doing some amazing things that I have never seen them on any other platforms or to be able to share their voice, to share their work because they're doing some phenomenal things. And so now it's been more of that platform to bring people on, to continue to amplify their voice. All my guests that I bring on are guests that I bring on because at that particular moment in time, I'm interested in that specific topic. And I have always been one of those that if I don't know the answer to anything and I want to learn what these people are doing and the work that they're doing, I'm going to go straight to the source, Craig. So what I do is I reach out to them on Twitter. I'll send them a DM and say, hey, look, I've been following you for a while. I love the work that you're doing. I want to learn more about this. Would you be willing to be a guest on the show? And Up until this day, I have not had anybody say that, no, I don't want to be on the show. I think that right now educators are, and especially now as the education landscape has changed, they want to share what they're passionate about because at the same time, they may be those people within their district, such as myself, that are very forward thinkers and are very 10xers that we're already like 20 moves ahead before everybody else. And people don't kind of buy into that or they don't see or they kind of look at us very funny. So it's great that I'm able to find other people that do have that vision and are like-minded and that we're on that same kind of level of we want to transform education. We have ideas. We want to make sure that we share those ideas. I'm excited because the 100th episode is coming on December 8th. And I have a wonderful guest who I have followed for years and has been just a, a wonderful educator and making a difference. So that's pretty much the uh, the podcast there. You know, the vision is just to bring educators and creators together one show at a time, amplify voices, and not only that, but for me it serves as professional development, <laughs> believe it or not. And so a lot of times people ask, you know, what do you do on the side to grow with your, such a your busy schedule? I said, well, I do my podcast and I get firsthand learning from the amazing guests that come in. But not only that, but it gets shared with the world. And as you know, Craig, you know, we, we're connected by just nice Wi-Fi signals and, and internet that there really isn't. And the, the globe has... Shrunk in that aspect of that, there is no reason for us to connect with educators and find help and uh, be able to seek out resources from anybody that is out there. But for many people, too, as well, I'd like to just recommend that if there's somebody that you're following, somebody that is doing some great work, and maybe you want to ask some questions, don't be scared to send them a message. Uh, They are the nicest people and they're always willing to share. And up until this day I have not run into, like I mentioned earlier, any person that I've reached out to be on the podcast that has said, no, I don't want to be on the podcast because everybody has some great ideas and everybody loves to share.
0: I agree. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. I love to do what I do with this as well. You know, I get to have great conversations with people like you. And I think that, you know, our experiences are very similar in that aspect that, you know, we're both really well connected online and, and love to connect and engage with people and, and like you. You know, social media often gets um, a bit of a barreling, but every part of it for my learning has been incredible. And I couldn't endorse that advice more, saying, you know, reach out and talk to people. Everyone's here to help. So great advice, Fons. I love it. Let's jump into some quick fire questions. The first thing that comes to your head and and maybe a brief why. What's your favorite edtech book or
1: resource? Well, right now, the book that I am reading and that I I highly recommend if anybody wants to even go into this field is What I Wish I Knew Before Becoming an Instructional Designer. Although the title may be different, we may be thinking, well, I don't want to be an instructional designer. Trust me, we're designing more than we think. Um, so, if you do pick up this book, it's by Dr. Luke uh, Luke Hobson. Uh, he does. He's an instructional designer for MIT, and the book is phenomenal. Practical advice on how to work with subject matter experts. In this case, would be our teachers. How to cr- help them create lessons, and kind of gives you that overall feel of. Tools and seasoning, like I said, that you can add to your own practice to serve up to your teachers.
0: And what's your go-to edtech tool that the listeners need to try?
1: Well, my go-to edtech tool that I use almost on the daily at work and has made a huge difference and impact because it saves me a lot of time is iOrad for sure. As an instructional design or instructional tech, I'm constantly getting calls of how do I do this or how do I do that. So creating these uh, step-by-step tutorials through IORAD, where it will record your clicks, and then just sending that link over to the teacher, the teacher gets the link, they open it up, they follow through with the steps. But not only that, it's, it's saved. You don't have to recreate that tutorial, and now you have a nice repository of resources that if anybody calls or anybody needs anything, you just pull up your IORAD page, and then you just send off that link as needed. What I did for our district is I set up an iOrad help desk page on our website so it's the frequently asked uh asked for tutorials so teachers will go to the website and they'll find tutorials for Edpuzzle, Google Classroom, Kami and you know other uh, platforms that we use in our district.
0: Brilliant. What's one daily habit or practice that helps you enjoy, progress, and succeed in your
1: career? All right. So here we go. Daily practice. Get up every morning. I get up every morning at 4.30. Get up every morning, walk. And while I'm walking, I'm listening to a podcast. So I'll do my walk, listening to various podcasts from several friends, learning from all the wonderful people that are out there. Um, you know, from their ideas. And again, always looking for those knowledge nuggets to add to my tool belt. And then what I do also to wind down the day, uh, once I come back, you know, home from work, I'll go ahead and read. So I read for about 30 to 45 minutes. And so that in the last about month and a half that I really started that practice, just because of some advice that I saw, I have felt very different, and just the ideas, um, you know, stirring up in my head, and just really excited about what I do, and and seeing changes, and also trying to be that change maker as well, and ed tech disruptor, and causing a ruckus and, you know, bringing these ideas and uh, to light and hopefully to fruition.
0: Well, it's certainly helping, Fonza. It's You're doing an incredible job. Now, what's the best way for the listeners to follow and
1: connect with you? Yeah, best way that they can connect is through Twitter. Uh, pretty much, if you want to follow the podcast on Twitter, it's at My life, and it'll be My life on all social media. You have Facebook, you've got TikTok, You've got Twitter, Instagram, so you can follow at Maya Tech Life. Uh, my other account is at Tech Teacher thirteen eighty one, and again, that's on all social media as well. And so I, I do balance those out. One, the Tech Teacher thirteen eighty one account is more of like a little creation uh, kind of account where you'll see more of those kind of resources. And then, of course, the podcast page is just dedicated to the podcast. And you can also find our website uh, for the podcast. It's uh, www.myedtech.life. And you can find all of our episodes, you can find all the YouTube videos there, the audio, you can find some blogs there as well. And uh, yeah, that's the best way that you can connect and do so connect with me, I would love to, you know, just uh, make some friends from anywhere around the world and see how we can work together. And of course, to make education uh, a better place for everybody.
0: Awesome, Fonz. We'll make sure that all of the things that you've talked about are linked in the podcast notes below. Inspirational. Thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it.
1: Oh, you're very welcome, Craig. Thank you so much for inviting me. And as always, it's always a pleasure to be able to share my story and connect with others around the world.
0: Next week. Join me for episode 78 of the Ignite EdTech podcast when I'm joined by the brilliant Ryan Passard. This year, we are doing things a little bit differently with our prizes and giveaways. From time to time, we'll have competitions and giveaways, and we'll announce them on the show. All you have to do is continue to complete the form as many times as you want, each week if you have to, to be in the drawing to win. We won't announce all winners here but we'll be giving away prizes every week. So stay tuned and get entering at bit.ly slash edtechwin. If you enjoyed today's episode, please follow us and share the podcast with your PLN and colleagues. Please remember to spend a few minutes to rate this podcast too on your podcast channel of choice so we can reach even more educators and edtech enthusiasts globally. Remember, you have the chance to win as well. Check out the links in the description for more and I'll see you again next week. If you liked today's episode, please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss another episode. And be in the drawing to win prizes every week. If you know others that would enjoy the show, please hit that share button and brighten their day. Join us again next week for your weekly EdTech hit with@ Mr. Kemp NZ. We'll see you again soon.